Hello everyone and welcome to Final Show. I'm John, the executive producer here, and I've just got a few pre-show notes for you. First of all, I want to let everybody know that our addresses have changed. Uh, our Twitch channel has changed from Sinstaku to twitch.tv slash finalshowfilms, and our YouTube channel has also changed to youtube.com slash finalshowfilms. Next, we want to thank our $20 tier supporters on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash films, by the way, if you want to go throw a couple bucks our way. That's going to be Cat Waterflame, Antitonic, Samantha Bates, and Maureen Monty. Thank you guys for that. Also, our website is in the process of getting updated. So go take a look at finalshowfilms.com. We've got Mara and Jeremy are working on updating all of our stuff there, making it look nice and like a modern website, and frankly, they know what they're doing far better than I or Austin ever did, so if you want to check out the things that are changing over there, you go do that. Follow us on Twitter, at Final Show Films, for updates uh, for all future things, including things that are going on with our website, and going on with the Patreon page, and things that are going on live as we stream them, uh, as well as our podcasts and everything else, so thank you very much for watching, you have a good day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hunt at the Vigil Terminus Tendency. I am William, and I am the storyteller for this New World of Darkness campaign. And joining me today, we have Aaron. Hi, I'm Aaron, and I am playing Drew, the Lucif... Yes, Lucif... Uh, scholar. And Jack? Hey, everybody. I'm Jack. I am playing Eamon Mulcahy one of the Malleus Maleficarum. And John? I'm John. I'm playing Sean Mulcahy, the other of the Malleus Maleficarum. And Craig? I'm Craig. I'm playing Paul Phillips, the Aegis Kaidoru acquisitions expert. And Holly? I'm Holly. I'm playing Astrid Ashwin, uh, Knights of St. Atrian. And Jeremy? Hi, I'm Jeremy. I'm playing Nina Sky, uh, Union Rockstar. And when last we left off, the group had had most of a day to do an amount of information gathering um, to sort of begin some new leads as their old ones seem to have gone cold as their last known location of the vampire leader known as the Colonel has just vanished with the Colonel himself. Um, and new problems have begun to arise with some sort of mass murderer leaving corpse bits of various supernaturals outside of your hideout as a present, outside of the group's hideout as a present, um, and had just returned uh, with intent to rest uh, as the sun began to set. Um, but before we continue on with that, we take a trip to an undisclosed location in a dark room as a man continues to give his presentation. And so, well, confusion and consternation begin to build as suspicions begin to mount and theories begin to form with no particular evidence to truly give a solid answer. But as the threads begin to coalesce and people have to decide which directions they're going to go, it's... Not just the problems that 
arised here on the external that really became of interest in this report, but also in a bit of an examination of why the individual organizations should really be spending a bit more time examining their interpersonal correspondence as well, because as tensions rose on the outside, they also rose within our makeshift cell of soldiers against the, against the dark forces. And so uh, a little bit of extra focus is given in this portion of the report to the comings and goings of our uh, erstwhile heroes, shall we say. And so picking up as the, as the last of you arrive back at the hideout for the evening. What are your plans for the night before you start to take a rest? I'm going to see if I can get this fang dagger to work for me. <laughs> yeah, aren't you doing sort of newborn dad skin oh, yeah, to skin? No, that's yep. right. We were playing. We were playing. We were playing cards. That's right. Yep. Drew, I Drew Colleen and I were playing cards. <laughs> I also ordered a uh, game console to Nina's apartment. <laughs> yep. Two, oh, that should arrive within two hours, apparently. Yeah, Amazon Prime. Amazon and Now. Nearly, or Amazon Now. And yeah. a lot of dots and resources and a fictional universe. <laughs> Astrid is going to call Archer. You pull your phone out and call. It rings twice before uh, the phone picks up. Uh, hey, sis. Hey. Um, first of all, ignore all the texts that I've been sending you. Yeah, I just saw those. <laughs> okay. Um, so, have some of your guys gone missing? Uh, in the past day because i've been asleep all day for obvious reasons yes um i'd have to check and see if anyone's gone missing over the course of you know the daylight hours but i mean vampires go missing on the regular basis just as part of you guys tend to be active um say, but, that's probably that's probably me and my brother's fault <laughs> um there were at, at a Nina's apartment. Uh, they woke up to a bunch of, I guess, dismembered body parts. Um, some okay. were werewolf, some were changeling, and there were a couple piles of ash. Okay. Anything particular about them or? Uh, I mean, that's all we really know, right? I mean, they did spell something oh, out. Oh, right. What did it spell out again? Uh, I believe it was, uh, I believe it literally said present for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, they spelled out present for you. Uh, hang on. And he's got to make a roll for me. Let's see his intelligence and in cult. Okay, yeah, he's pretty decent. Okay. Oh shit, that's gonna be a problem. 
things you're always excited for the GM to say. Um, I know you, you haven't, you weren't as in tune with the whole background of the hunter world as I was when I was alive. I know that, but do you remember me and Jonas ever talking about things called slashers? Uh, can she recall that at all? Romeo intelligence and a cult. Okay. Nope. <laughs> uh, no, I I don't think I don't think I recall that. All right. Well, give you a brief rundown. Slashers are people like you and well, like I used to be. People like us who were not right in the head. People who saw the monsters and just wanted to fucking kill. Some of them get really good at it, and some of them don't care what the hell's going on. Uh, they don't work with the organizations like we used, like you did and like I did, like you do and I did. Um, they're just out there to kill monsters and anyone else that gets in their way. And sometimes they figure out uh, their own special tools and tricks sort of like we have with our ink and the the um the vatican hunters have with their holy powers sometimes slashers can figure out their own special tricks and they're unique when that happens um but it's a catch-all term and it sort of goes around mostly the higher ups of the the hunter societies who know about them but if you've got a slasher who might be an admirer of the hunter groups and thinks they're really cool, they might start leaving you presents because they think they're trying to get, you know, your approval and your attention because it seems like they think they're doing what's right when they're really just indulging a psychopathic fetish for murder. Awesome. All right. I will pass that information. <laughs> I, I will pass that information on. Also, we tried to go after the colonel. You got away? And yeah, once we got into the building, we, we took his coffin, but, and we took some computers and stuff. We're trying to get information off of them. Well, you can get that information. You'll probably be able to at least get a new lead, but that guy's crafty. Every time I tried to catch him, he's gotten away from me too. Do you... You don't happen to know, like, any of his hideouts. I mean, every hideout we've managed to find was abandoned when we got there. All right. He's really good at covering his tracks, but if you manage to catch some of his computers before they could be evacuated, maybe that'll be useful. Yeah, it might give us something to go off of. Although, at the same time, if they are computers that he left there and he did have time, there might not be anything too useful on it. Who knows? All right. I think that was about everything. Um, check up on your guys, and I will let you know. 
Yeah, if we've got slashers on the loose, that's a big problem, not just for the monsters, but for you guys too. Because slashers don't care about the veil. They don't care about the vigil. They don't care who knows about monsters. They'll leave those body parts anywhere. Great. All right. Um, I'll just keep you updated with everything. I'll see what I can find. All right. Good luck, sis. You too. Stay away from direct sunlight. <laughs> you know, sometimes I forget about it. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. Bye. Hang it up. <laughs> um, and she, she shares that with the rest of us? Yeah, she's going to find the rest of the group if everyone's together. I don't believe so because I believe I went to bed. Yeah. Because this was late. Yeah. I think there are still a couple of us that are still awake, though. Yeah, still playing cards. So the majority of the group is in like the, the central living area of Nina's apartment while Nina herself is probably asleep. Nina and the one that Jack is playing of the twins are asleep. Yeah, Eamon is asleep as well. Yeah, but Eamon's asleep in the living area. Fair enough. Brother! I kick Eamon. You're muted, Jack. Hey, <laughs> Exactly. Got some information for you. Share the information. Yeah. Right. Psychotic fan club is probably the last thing we need. Yeah. Psychotic fan club's my YouTube cover band. <laughs> Why the fuck would you want to make a YouTube cover band? Because I'm a psychotic Paul, fan club. Paul genuinely laughs and he says, "Hey, they had some great albums." Uh, what? What? Out of curiosity, what do I know about slashers, if anything extra? Bro, my intelligence and a cult. I thought you were going to say, what do I know about you two? <laughs> <laughs> what do I know about you two? The reference clearly goes over Drew's head, but he is not commenting on it. Hello, I just really appreciate that in a discussion of you two, the Englishman is showing is the big fan, and the Irishmen are not. I think it has more to do with the age disparity than the nationality in this situation. One success. Um, you don't know a lot about slashers. They're not common knowledge among hunters because hunters don't like to admit that they too can go psychopath. <laughs> As if we weren't. I should probably roll that, given that this is something I might have... Reasons to know about. Um, actually, out of curiosity, William, would I have been able to add any of my Hitman profession dots to that role? Sure, go ahead and roll me an extra number of D10s. Hunting down psychopathic killers might be a... I'm assuming Dreams is not an applicable specialty. Not quite. <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming just in character, Paul would not have any knowledge of this. So with two successes, both of you know that it's not infeasible for someone with the skills and talents and just aptitude to be a hunter 
could also be batshit crazy and just a murderous psychopath who would go after everything and anyone. Um, you were not familiar with the term slasher until until um, Astrid shared it with you, but you are aware that occasionally a hunter can go crazy or just someone who has that sort of unique capacity discovers the hunt and is completely batshit about it. Um, um, William, additional information I have. Um, of the people I know are closest to me, I'm assuming none of the Lucifuge would match this kind of behavior, right? No, Lucifuge, especially the, the 13 nearest, are almost certainly not within that capacity. In fact, the nearest of the 13 is in the next state. They're in Tennessee. Okay. Yeah, um, basically just checking that this isn't someone who's gone to the hell side. Um, but that that is that is a big fear, is that any individual Lucifuge turning slasher is bringing the power of you know, the devils uh, to just murdering anything and everyone. Which is why. For, for the reference, <laughs> Gone to the Hell side is my Black Sabbath cover band. Right, so this would seem to be a problem, and we're going to need to find out a way to hunt this fucker. Any suggestions? I'll need to sleep on it, but, well, not to stereotype, but you've been pretty comfortable with your professional inclinations. Any way you could reach out bloodlust to bloodlust? <laughs> I have a few professional contacts I could possibly reach out to and ask, uh, see if there's anyone that's been operating uh, outside yeah. the outside a contract. I was also sort of thinking, like, more if we get another message from these guys or, or with the one we already got, formulating the response seems sort of, yeah. Storyteller. Mm -hmm. With my three dots as a hitman. Uh, can I think of a way to formulate a response? to an unknown serial killer that would make sure they see it no matter where they're at so long as they're in the city? I mean, well, calling card's a calling card. Um, and you imagine that if this slasher is hunting down random supernaturals and just killing anyone who gets in their way, uh, the best kind of message would be somewhere around their hunting grounds. So, yeah. So if I can figure out the best idea, if I can figure out what, no, it's, it's not a bad idea. If I can figure out where he's hunting. Awesome. Did Shakes mention like an area in particular? No, not in particular. Okay. In the morning, actually, actually now's a bit, now's a good time as any, uh, how would I go? <laughs> I'm imagining that I can't just pick up a phone and call. But I imagine that I have a. F uh, I, I imagine that there are some dead drops or some locations somewhere in the city that I could go to to try to gather information. Theoretically, yeah. I'm going to go do that. All right. Paul, Paul, before, before you head out, Paul raises uh, a, a finger as he's thinking. He says, 
uh, also, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure exactly if this, this crew would be the reading type, but uh, my limited understanding is a lot of folks like to read about their own exploits. So either in the local papers or uh, online, um, taking out an ad nearby where they post police blotters or obituaries. If we know what to send, I, I can definitely probably, as long as it's not a legitimate source, arrange that. Hey, well, sure. First, uh, I have a journalist by profession. First, first steps to find out if we can see if anyone's, if anyone in particular is hunting off contract, off book. Uh, Ammon, you want to come with me? <laughs> No, I want to fucking sleep and see if I can heal up what's left in my gunshot wound. I healed um, up plenty of your gunshot wound. Uh, Where are you going? It'll, it'll take some time to set up either way, so... Yeah. Speak, speaking of things to do at, at some point, um, but what are we doing about the vampire in the bathroom? <laughs> the, the one that is not... The one that we're keeping on ice for later. Water. Like, like it's still he, he's still there. You know, I'd completely fucking forgotten he was there. We've had that one for like three days. Uh huh. It's gonna start I, to go I, bad pretty I, soon. I don't mind. Just like, do, do they go bad? Do, oh, I, oh, I. I mean, they they die when they can't get up. Like before it dies of not drinking blood. They shrivel up. Become all pruny. Start to smell like old milk. <clears throat> Yeah. Do you want to put it out of its misery? Colleen asks. Wait till Nina. Yeah, wait till Nina wakes up and see what she thinks. Might actually get mad at me for that. Let's let's wait till Nina wakes up in the morning and see what she thinks. Uh, Astrid, I'm going to go talk. I'm going to go put out some feelers with some very bad people at night. It would be nice to have at least one other person watch me back. I'll go with you. Cool. Um, I, I think I may also go outside and look around. Uh, we were all focused, I think, on the cleanup, as well as assuming that uh, the people even had been supernatural in nature. But um, maybe if it's just other hunters, maybe they were stupid and left things like fingerprints. If this is not the first time that they've killed, especially if they're killing just normal people, as well as uh, uh, vampires and werewolves and whatnot. Um, it's not inconceivable that if we can get some good prints off of Nina's front yard and the sign postage where they painted their little message, um, that we might be able to find something in uh, um, law enforcement database. Yeah, that's not a bad idea at all. Um, I've got some kits. So I can see if I can uh, maybe pick up anything. Who would we lose? Uh, Jeremy. We lost Jeremy. <laughs> well, shit. Jeremy, no. Fine. Everything's fine. You're just seeing half of us at various places. Uh, right. So you do that. Astrid and I will go out and uh, see what see what we can see what feelers I can put out. And the rest of you, keep an eye. Go to sleep. Get some rest. Um, Deal with the fire in the morning. Paul looks at at Sean and um, and Astrid and says, "Just." Be careful. Um, do you want to let on where you're headed just in case we need to come and find you? It's a bit of a bad practice to uh, inform people who aren't in the trade of locations within the trade that are important. Only blacklisted. All right. 
Fair enough. I can respect uh, that. Points at Astrid, or in the general direction of Astrid, probably missing the direct. Mm-hmm. Oh, Astrid, I can blindfold. All right. Well, I need just... to sleep on this. I know where he's going. Don't worry. Eamon knows where I'm at. All right. Well, be careful. If don't come back. We're probably dead anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I mean by be careful. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. Um, you, you, you need to come back because the vampires know you and are, um. Welcome back, Jeremy. Here's a fun thing. Yeah. If you have to close down your Google Chrome by Task Manager, it also fucking shuts down Zoom. What the actual fuck? That's weird. That doesn't seem like how that normally works. No. Zoom is not a Chrome browser. No, it's also not a Chrome. Ex- I, I mean, it might be a Chrome, it might be a Google property, but it's not a Chrome accessory. Like it's, yeah, no, I don't it's think it's an extension. Yeah, it launches through Chrome. Unless you're using, unless you're using the browser version of it, and not the app. But though there isn't a browser version of Zoom. Is there not? Like no. Regardless, I mean, there's a phone version of Zoom, and there's a version where you can link your phone. That's it. But that's weird. (laughs) Anyway, so well, two of you head out to see if you can set up an information gathering session. Uh, Just go ahead and roll me a wits and streetwise, just to see how well that goes for you. So I don't have to try and make up the details of a hitman's profession. Is that for both of us? Just just for John. Okay. And I'm assuming I can add my professional dots to that. Yes, you can add your professional training dots. Five successes. Yeah, yeah, it's you'll probably you'll probably get a you'll probably get word back in a and a yeah, meeting and I'm, place. I'm, I'm basically I imagine I'm setting up a dead drop for information regarding any operators in the city that are not operating on contract right now. Yeah. People people who might need to have a contract taken out on them perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so you, you the information gets done relatively quickly and you'll you will probably be done in about an hour and you'll be able to head back and wait for a response. Yeah. And I'm going to, and I'm going to unless I have to actually go into a private location, I'm not worrying about Astrid knowing where I'm going at because most likely the place that I'm arranging for a dead drop is like a PO box on a corner, so like a, like a PO box in like a in like a corner store or something. Yeah, it's it's probably one of several cycling dead drops, and you just have to keep up with what what with what's active at the moment. Yeah. So, um, and uh, while that's happening, um, <clears throat> Paul, you head out to take a look at uh, take take a look at the environs outside and while that's happening you sort of pull out your phone and start to take a couple of pictures while also you know dialing a quick phone number okay yeah i'm gonna i'm seeing how the other half lives and trying to find fingerprints as opposed to not leave them for a change uh go ahead and roll me uh we'll call it wits and investigation Fair. Uh, do can I apply a professional training in criminal? 
Um, no, because criminal and investigator are not quite the same. No, totally um, fair. I just figured I'd ask. I will say it will give you uh, it will give you an extra die though, not not the oh, full okay. dots, but it will give you an extra die. I got I got two successes. Let me roll just an additional d10. I got a three, so it doesn't do anything for me. Okay. Uh, so two successes. Two successes. Uh, it looks like whoever did this was pretty thorough. Um, they were probably wearing gloves um, when they were doing all the cutting, which makes sense on a number of levels. Um, yeah. But um, it also seems like the uh, the weird thing you're noticing is that there are bits of. Um, thread and plastic and rubber that are left behind as adhesive that that are left behind like on on surfaces that are all burnt which implies that either they went through and burned everything they left behind post leaving everything or their whatever they were wearing was on fire while they were leaving stuff (laughs) okay uh, that seems like if it's the latter, uh, that seems like it's a fairly significant calling card. Can I roll to see if that rings any bells? Um, sure. Um, what's in a cult? Okay. <laughs> Just to see. <laughs> Zero. So no. Somebody being on fire and not caring is not a normal thing. <laughs> it's ghost rider. Um, if you have a if you have a slasher who's ghost rider, that's a concerning thought. Yeah. Um, okay. I well, Paul sort of takes in that evidence and says, "Well, that's concerning." Um, and then we'll head off to the to the location that I had dialed in. Yeah, and you you step off, and your lift your lift ride is already waiting. Okay. And. Few moments later you are heading away from the from the hideout and about 15 20 maybe half an hour later you arrive at the location of the labyrinth okay um i will uh oh there was a there was a call box on the outside is that right or no, uh, there was a knocker there was a knocker okay. and you you go th- you go through the procedure of the normal entrance and you're you're let through and you arrive uh into the, that same like Spart, very Spartan steel interior. Okay. Who's the temple agent who's on duty? Uh, it's um, not a fellow that you recognize. He's uh, kind of bald-headed, but he's got like the, the heavy mutton chops that sort of meld with his mustache, so he's just got the entire lower jaw except for the chin is covered in facial hair. It's a good look. He just kind of looks up. Oh, hey. Good evening. Um, I, and, and I've already checked in, right? Yeah. Or, yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, um, wanted to get through to um, acquisitions and, and artifacts. Um, had a, uh, a few things to, uh, to check out while I'm in the area, if I may. All right. Um, you'll find him probably second door on the left, uh, storage area. Perfect. Is that the same same one we went to? No, it's, it's a couple. It's a couple doors down. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll head to the one that was indicated. Yep. And uh, give it a knock. Knock and uh, enter. Um, 
Paul will open the door and pop his head in, uh, take a look at what's inside. Uh, inside, you see a series of locked um, safes and vaults, essentially. Um, some some cases, some display cases, uh, everything sort of locked up tight. Um, and uh, inside, there's a... Uh, a um a gentleman of uh, aging fellow of sort of like very short cropped uh white hair uh sort of lined face and this sort of hawkish nose and he's sort of wearing um very very well well appointed suit um as he looks over ah welcome to the uh, acquisitions and artifacts chamber how can i help you sir Pleasure to meet you. Um, Paul Phillips uh, of the Scroll, um, chiefly of the uh, of, of the London Labyrinth, but currently on assignment here. Pleasure to meet you. And he'll hold on his hand. Bernard, Bernard Voss, he says as he shakes, his, as he shakes your hand. <laughs> um, all right. Um, uh, Paul says, um, uh, we were here earlier today, um, brought in a uh, fellow hunter of the... Malleus Maleficarum, um, had a, a, a fang dagger, uh, couldn't quite persuade him to leave it here. Um, we did execute a contract, um, and he'll pull it out and, and hand it over and said, you might want to catalog this. Um, the fang dagger uh, is to be gifted to the Aegis uh, upon his death. So um, just in case I'm not here when he checks out. <laughs> Uh, we'll keep that in mind. That's a bit of leverage we don't typically get on the Malefic arm. Well, he seems like a, uh, a, a decent fellow and uh, damn good with, with sharp pointy things, so it seemed like it might be best used and uh, give me uh, a, the opportunity to uh, gather a bit of, uh, of field data as it's being used. Um, speaking of, of, of field data, when I was here earlier, I checked in a, um, I believe it was called a bloodthirster. Um, would like to, uh, requisition that back. Um, I also have a, a few other items in mind and Paul will, uh, hand over a, a piece of paper on which he's made a couple notes, uh, with a few items, um, and says, uh, if you check in with London, you might see that, uh, all of this combined might put me over my, uh, field allowance, but, uh, I do have a watchful Karis, um, and he pulls aside his blazer and will pull out the, the Karis um, and hold it out and said, um, if your office is willing to, uh, to issue me a temporary authorization, I'd be willing to surrender this um, in exchange for the other items. And he sort of looks at the lists. Scales and a Doru talisman. Uh, given what we've been up against, it seemed that that might uh, be particularly useful. I love how James Bond this whole thing is. <laughs> a cult cue over here. <laughs> I love I think, how much it's going to get Paul decked. Uh, I think that we can arrange this. Uh, he sort of rolls the scroll up. And I think in exchange for recent developments and recent activity, I think we can arrange to let you keep the Karis. You've earned it, I would say. Paul, Paul looks genuinely surprised and says, oh, well, Fantastic. I appreciate it. I, I, I will say I've uh, gotten rather fond of it. Well, it's been, as far as I can tell, it's been permanently assigned as far as records are concerned. They don't even, they don't even keep a track in the inventory anymore. The only time we try and get it back is if you died. 
Ah, well, here's to uh, putting off that particular reclamation as long as possible. Hmm. And, uh, but yes, let me go and retrieve those, he says, and he goes over to a couple of different vaults and opens them up and pulls a thing out, closes it, walks over to another vault a little bit down the way, opens it up, pulls something out, closes it, and returns with a small medallion that has the, the, the circled spears and a and the scale. Uh, perfect. And um, I think because Paul's already wearing... <clears throat> Oh, yes, and then he flips up another lockbox, pulls out the blood letter, and extends it to you. Um, Paul will, will take the Doro and actually loop it on his wrist, sort of up up above his sleeve, so that it hangs like a um, like a bracelet, mm-hmm. like a charm bracelet. Um, and then we'll take the. Uh, uh, is it a bloodthirster or a blood letter? Sorry, bloodthirster. Yes. Oh no, I, I just wanted because it's. With me, it's always entirely possible that I'm totally forgetting what something is called. So, um, all right. So he takes the bloodthirster, um, and and it didn't have a sheath, right? It was just no. It was just a dagger. Okay. Um, uh, he says, so "You wouldn't have something that would roughly fit this, would you?" I like to have it falling out as we're running around. Um, we don't typically. Actually, I think I might have a spare sheath from another one that was brought in with. Oddly, a sheet that didn't fit. Hang on, let me see if it actually works. And he kind of bring he- heads to a different vault and opens up and pulls something out, pulls the sheet that was off of it, and kind of walks over and kind of examines the bloodthirster for a second. Uh, well, give thanks to German design, he says as he slides it on, slides the sheath onto it. That's normally a sentiment I would share, a little bit... Uh... A little bit hesitant to uh, to praise this thing at all, but I appreciate it. Precision German engineering. Craig, you're really quiet, by the way. Is that better? Yes. Okay, sorry. Hello. Um, and so he will take it, and if I if I can, uh, William, I'm going to try to strap it to my uh, to my calf. Yeah, you can probably easily do that. Okay. Um. Okay, um, and then he'll say, uh, sign the requisite forms and say, all right, Mr. Voss, uh, it's been a pleasure, um, and uh, I will be certain to bring back uh, anything else of interest that I find. Of course. Do let us know if you find anything interesting. Always. That's what, what's what the uh, scroll's here for, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, and he'll smile, shake hands again, and then head back out. <laughs> you head back. And the... Two, the two groups probably arrive back at the, at the hideout at roughly the same time. Okay. Um, Paul probably pro- arrives just like five, ten minutes earlier. Sure. Uh, do I have a time for when the dead drop will be? Uh, you haven't gotten a response yet, but you suspect that it'll be delivered um, uh, to your church because that's your known operating location. Okay. That works. <clears throat> you probably expect a response within the next day or two. Yeah, I'll just I'll I'll check back with the church basically on, on a daily basis. Yep. Uh, and so, so you, so Paul, you uh, walk in, and everyone is either still passed out or just milling about, and you kind of um, look around for a minute and just kind of pull the watchful Karis out and look at it for a second, uh, and sort of musing on it. And you sort of set it on the table next to you. Uh, and 
as you're as you're looking around, uh, something catches your attention, and you turn and you look out the window. Um, oh and as you're as you're looking, um, you see the faintest flash in the distance. Not like a. Uh, not not like a uh, like a like a gun muzzle flash, but like a, um, a faint like strobe light that seems to uh, indicate something odd. And it's on it's on a rooftop nearby. It almost looks like a signal to something or someone. Um, but the uh, the 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 somewhat more concerning event, however, happens immediately afterward and is right over your shoulder. As you're, uh, as, as you're sort of looking out the window, uh, Colleen, uh, steps up, uh, to the table behind you and sort of looks, uh, looks down, kind of looks at the knife for a second, um, and kind of looks down at it. Paul, is this yours? She says that she reaches down and kind of picks up the knife. Uh, Paul uh, Paul turns around and says, oh, well, it's, um, shall we say, on long-term loan. Have you seen one before? No, I haven't. It's kind of... And she turns it and looks at, looks at it for a second. And her hair begins to stand on end. And she kind of gets this very surprised look on her face. Um, and there is this growing sensation of ozone in the room. Um, and, uh, that's not a good smell. (laughs) Sort of slowly standing up as this is happening. Bluish sort of like bluish lines, almost like arcane tracings begin to run along the back of her palm from the, of the hand that is holding the caris and sort of stretch along her forearm and trace a pattern. And she kind of like grips that arm with her left hand as if she's, as if it's in pain. And she kind of leans forward for a second with this sort of look of extreme exertion and, and this uh, a clenched teeth expression. And there's a flash of white. And when it leaves, the knife is gone. And there's just these glowing blue lines on her forearm that slowly begin to dim and just leave what looks like a series of black lines, almost like tattoos in their place. Ah! Paul opens his mouth, closes it, opens his mouth again, says, are you all right? Has that ever happened before? No, she says as she looks like she's still very much in pain. This is all in the living room of the apartment, uh, right? He, yes. Paul's going to sort of... Sorry, Kelly, we're talking at once. What was that, Aaron? I'm assuming even if I was starting to sleep, I'd be awake by this, right? Probably, yes. Would it be okay, so I'll, I'll throw through a few courtesy knocks on Nina's door in case she didn't yeah. hear Was it stuff. loud enough to wake me up? Uh, her yell probably was. Okay. I've got... So, 
the door you go to you go to knock and the door gets thrown open and there's some there's a a a I would say dressed would be a generous description um uh, uh holding a shotgun <laughs> and what, what was what was what, what did you say Craig I, I was I was saying Paul is going to try to uh, sort of ease her down into the chair he was sitting in. Yeah, and you sort of like sh- gently shift her towards the chair, and she sort of sits down, and is still clutching her right arm. It's it's um, it's good that Nina's all got her shotgun out because my Thunder Five is also out, and the hammer is pulled back, and I'm just holding it ready in case I need to shoot Colleen. <laughs> Paul, Paul Paul says. I'll get some ice, and he runs to the fridge. Ah, no, sausages and potatoes be fine. (laughs) What the shit just happened? Very same Uh, question I was about to voice. Colt roll. Colleen sort of ate my knife. Um, I'm going to have so much bloody paperwork. Um, Ice, ice. Uh, And he gets you can roll me a cult roll. (laughs) Like a, a, a bag of frozen peas or whatever Nina has that's cold. All right. I, yeah, I'm letting I'm letting Aaron roll before I respond to that. Thank you. One. Oh, for the record on this roll, I have eight dice. Like, yeah, I saw. Jeez. Those not eight. Oh, that's that's saddening. Yeah. Okay. But I mean, the closest thing you can you can surmise, and you have no idea about it, but it looks like she just absorbed the knife. I don't know. Okay. Um. It doesn't look like it was. It doesn't look like it was a fun experience. Eamon's Paul, having dreams about thunderstorms. Paul, before you go off to to explain, ate the knife. Now hold on, she's she's in some pain. I mean, um, and the fridge is in the same room, right? Like I'm not leaving the room. Right. No, that's fine. Nobody's moving until I understand what ate the knife in my apartment means. Are you pointing the gun at Paul? No, not at the moment. All right. Paul is coming back with frozen peas. um, And as he's coming back, he says, she picked up my caris. There was a little light show on her arm. Is that fair to say, Colleen? Yeah, I think. Um, Back up. She kind of What's looks at the Karis. It's a uh, a watchful Karis. Um, it's the knife that I've been carrying, the one I tried to use on uh, on our friend from the upstairs window. Magic. It, it, it's it's magic. Right. Okay. Right. It, okay. It's okay. well. It's it's a relic. Yes. It, it is a I, magical artifact packed with powers. We can it has arcane significance. Let's not go too far. <laughs> it's uh, a magical item. We get it. Move on. Fucking magic knife. Uh, <laughs> okay, so fine. We grabbed your magic knife. With the air of someone surrounded by pedants, Paul says, <laughs> fine, it's a magic knife. <laughs> so you took your magic knife. When we say eight, more sort of absorbed destroyed okay. I, I i i i'm not exactly sure it went in her fucking knife, hand the knife isn't here anymore colleen's got new tattoos um well, and the light um, sort of and he turns back to colleen's sort of went into your hand correct something like that she says sort of turning her hand over and sort of inspecting the tattoos on both sides uh, paul, paul pushes the frozen peas into oh, wait. the 
into our so palm. First, first, what did that relic that you had do? What did the knife functionally do? It, um, it uh, helps someone um, avoid being surprised. Um, if, uh, if someone comes upon me um, when I have it with, um, and comes upon me with malicious intent, the knife would appear in my hand and make it easier to defend myself. Uh, um, okay, so that's it's, not it's, it's also quite... really have Colleen test. Um, <laughs> right. Um, unless someone has, like... Oh, I see what you're thinking. Yeah. Well, well, it, it would well, follow too, too... logically... It... I actually do have a fair amount of experience with this kind, not specifically this, but I, I, I have read a lot of ancient texts. Right. And, um, and, and, and Paul says, and I've tested theory. a lot of, and he sighs and says, magical knives. Um, <laughs> there are, in fact, um, quantifiable tests that you can perform, uh, specifically with keruses, um, because there are, as you can imagine, far more keruses um, I approach, call, I approach Colleen with my gun uh, and put it to her head. Sentence out. And she, she's not looking at you for a minute. And as you, as you, as you bring the gun <sighs> towards her head, her, her hand immediately sort of shoots out and grabs the barrel. Whoa, does, does a knife whoa, come out? Whoa. No. Thanks, John. That, that was actually what I was looking for. Paul points and says, yep, that's it. Um, but, and, and, and he says, Although, to be fair, if it was actually the watchful Karis, the knife it would be in your throat. So, and he just sort of shrugs and leaves well, that. Well, it's not. It, it's Colleen. Colleen is m- magical to to a degree. And given what, what we know about what Colleen can do or theoretically is meant to do, it does follow that she has the capability to i don't suggest we test this again uh, that's uh, fine because she doesn't get to absorb my magic knife this one's mine <laughs> well, you were asleep Eamon. <laughs> wait well you fuckers keep having loud conversations and even i'm not entirely immune to your anyway no offense to you colleen but i want to keep this one wait 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 First of all, actually, that was going to be my suggestion is keep all potential magic things away. But when did that become your magic knife? I've had this one since we blew up the werewolves. I found it. It's mine. Um, And and, and Paul again kind of raises a a hand and says, technically, he sort of has a life estate in it at this point. Uh, Of course. Uh I, well, did you make a fucking bargain with that goddamn knife, Heyman? <laughs> I made a bargain about the knife, not with the knife. Yep. I mean, the knife's involved, if, but if the, knife the knife is the knife collateral for something. No, it was just a very generous offer and a donation. Um, something that a um, an academic institution such as the Aegis Karduru uh, appreciate. In our pursuit yeah. of knowledge, I, I, I'm sure Thanks Dick Frost is going to absolutely love you guys bargaining with. I made a diplomatic overture to some individuals who stand to benefit, and they were kind enough to provide some council knowledge and advice in return. Paul will will make a stately bow in response. 
Paul and I went on a field trip. <laughs> what? <sighs> well, so long as you didn't bargain with it for some sort of weird fucked up magic, I don't give a shit. But... Oh, jeez. All of my magic... None of my magic, really. Um... Regardless. Yeah. Nina, in, in answer to your perplexed, confused gaze, yes. Paul and I went on a feeding trip to talk to some of his old friends, and they gave us some information on the gun, the knife, and this thing. And uh, now we're back. What's the damage on a thrown shotgun? Uh, <laughs> like a bashing, if you manage to hit with it. Because there is a shotgun. There, there is the, the, the butt of a shotgun flying at Paul's head right now. All right, I'm going to try to dodge it. Um, what's, seems, your, what's your defense, Paul? Now, now, hold on. Considering at this point, all <laughs> all that Nina knows is that we went to find out information about it. This yes. Is perhaps extreme. Um, this was ex- it was explicitly said, we're having a conversation before you take those things to anyone. Yeah, that was said. That wasn't agreed upon. Nina is a very extreme person. Nina has thrown a thing at you. Stop out of character arguing. (laughs) Okay. Now, hold on, because we have out-of-character discussions that last for, like, (laughs) about wrestling. So I think I'm allowed to make one statement. So, Dex... Um, weaponry. Yeah, Dex. Dex weaponry. I'm gonna suppose an additional minus one because you're trying to throw a thing that's not meant to be thrown. Okay. <laughs> With the amount of sleep I've gotten, given me a willpower point back yet? Probably. Yeah. I'm spending my one willpower. <laughs> 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 so okay, your de- defense is three, so minus three, minus four damage. Because that's going to be the bonus. Yeah. Plus one. What? What's the plus? Uh, the damage is plus one. Plus one. So I have four dice to roll. Uh, attack roll. Uh, we'll just uh, do do this really quick. Uh, throne one, and I am so crap. Oh, it's athletics, not weaponry. Okay. Yeah, throwing things is athletics, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Throwing things is, is generally. Well, that's going to be less effective. That's fine. So it's minus. So you're, at, you're at a flat minus one with the willpower spent. I wanted to wait until it was perfectly quiet to do that. <laughs> so that's a miss. That's fine. It wasn't the point. Wasn't to hit the point. Yeah, the, the, shot, the shotgun flies out and and doesn't, he doesn't have the carrot. He doesn't have the carrot anymore. But no, Paul does ducks. It, does it pull out the window? <laughs> no, it just clatters in the wall. Damn. <laughs> It's just like a really quick flip up like this and like throw, this is probably why it missed because it's a terrible way to throw a shotgun. Like throw it butt first javelin style at his head. I think also Paul was still in the middle. There is no good way to throw a shotgun. Right about now, as soon as ducking for cover. So we can have a calm half of the group. Hang on. I have to. I have to. 
<laughs> I have to roll a d10 real quick because you threw it, a shotgun but noted. first. It should be noted the shotgun is not loaded. Okay, that was what I had to roll for, but it wasn't loaded, so. <laughs> who the fuck Who the fuck would walk out of the room half awake with a bunch of people she doesn't trust with a loaded shotgun? Nina, a hunter. <laughs> Nina Sky specifically would. Nope. No. She's no. Actually, actually, yeah, I, I totally For most it. members of your faction. Would. No, not, not, not Nina, but a hunter, especially a hunter of the union. Yeah. <laughs> I have a loaded shotgun pointed at this girl's head still, by the way. Her, her, her hand is still on that barrel, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, I know. I, we haven't moved because Sean's perfectly calm and has trigger discipline, yep. unlike other yep. people in the room. <laughs> hey, I didn't pull the trigger, did I? Nope. Aaron, Aaron, what were you saying? I, I get this This changes slightly by the, oh yeah, Sean's still there. I'm going to try and shepherd Sean, Astrid, and Colleen into the bedroom so that things can explode out here and the calm people can be in a different space. Can I come? <laughs> no. You're the, one being, you're the one being exploded on right now. I have uh, I, I'm I, not explaining this out of character. I'm just trying to. I look yeah. over at Colleen, and I use my thumb to to lower the hammer back in place. Would you mind letting go, love? She kind of like she kind of has to like look at her hand for a second and like focus and let go. I pull it away. <laughs> I don't put it away. I just pull it away. Let's adjourn somewhere else so the children can argue. <laughs> and I will and I will take I will I will go with Astrid and Colleen and Drew into a different room. <laughs> I, I think that it might be best for them to have the magical artifacts breach of trust conversation and, and then we have the right, absolutely magic conversation. Absolutely in agreement with you. Okay. Meanwhile, <laughs> In, in the room with Paul, Eamon, and Nina. There's no yelling. It's just immediately after it thunk and lands on the ground somewhere. <laughs> oh. Um, Paul, yeah, Paul, Paul looks at the shotgun, looks back over at Nina, and shrugs and says, and here I was thinking that you were the only one of them who was actually acting professional. And he heads for the stairs. Whoa, whoa. Hold up just a moment here. He's not stopping. Are you following after him or? No. All right. Yeah, he's going to leave and go back to his hotel. All right. You got you hit you catch a ride to your hotel. Eamon's going to go over and pick up the shotgun and check to see that it's unloaded. Yep. You, you go you open the breach and yeah, both barrels are empty. She's like I wasn't trying to kill anybody. Jesus Christ. What's wrong with you people? You're muted. If you if you just said anything, it didn't come through. Well, I say this. Uh, I mean, it might be a bit of an understatement, but granted, we've spent less than a week in each other's company altogether. I feel like there's there's quite a bit of hair trigger running around here, and I'm not simply talking about my brother's sniping abilities. You're not wrong. And understand we're all in a level of tension and that sort of thing. And uh, 
Yeah, that was about it. Look, I went into this whole thing with, as I'm going to be honest, as much crust as I can muster for <clears throat> most of your fine people, people who are parts of organizations that I inherently have issue with, not because of the specifics of those organizations, but because organizations are by their very nature corrupt. I made a statement about not necessarily trusting, taking, uh, taking things back to our individual things. I certainly haven't. I haven't taken the information that we've gathered as a group, some of which would be very valuable to some of the more militant members of the union and gone back and said, oh, by the way, here's this, this, and this, because I don't think we know enough at this point to sick the entirety of the hunter community on this with multiple different agendas and so on and so forth. I went into, when, when we found those things, I said, we need to have a conversation before it. I made the mistake of assuming that my opinion would be important in that. I am angry that it wasn't, but based on that, I now know how far I can trust Paul. And I'm angry about that. No, that's fair. understand your perspective on that, for sure. So I threw a shotgun at him. I threw an unloaded, heavy, blunt object at him. If he wants to be a child and go home over it, he's perfectly welcome to. If I'm asleep when he wakes up, he doesn't get to come in that door because he's going to talk to me before, we do, before he does. I'm going back to bed. All right. And she walks back in. Oh, she walks over, grabs a shotgun, goes back to her room. Her room is currently occupied. Open by the door. <laughs> but look, if we're gonna have a, if we're gonna have a party, you're all gonna have to get a lot less dressed. I don't mind that, but you might want to uh, hear some more do, information. Do we, we want tonight. to have the Colleen arm conversation, or are, are you conversation? I down? don't. You. you no, I'm good. Just, I mean, what do we do about it? D don't feel bad about it. Paul's a con artist. We, we know what uh, he it, that, um, That's between me and Paul. I'm not. Anyways, <laughs> Colleen. Yeah? Magic, magic item absorption. Yeah. From your reaction, I'm assuming those wasn't, that wasn't expected? No, but to be fair, I've never actually come into contact with any like explicitly magical items before. So they were all pretty much kept away from me. So let's keep the plus one weapons away from the god machine. <laughs> I understood that reference. <laughs> and I think we'll be good. I, I, I mean, I've got. It, creates an interesting element to the objectives of the colonel and other forces interested in Colleen's abilities, but that that's fine. 
I've got a little bit of a, I don't know how to explain it, but something of an understanding of it now. It was a surprise the first time and I'd never experienced it. So I couldn't really do anything about it, but I think, and I'm not saying test this right now, but I think I should be able to not do it involuntarily from now on. If, though, if certain things have caused issues and we need to deal with the Aegis, that is a terrifying thing to them. Are you able to spit it back out? I don't know about that one. That takes some, um, I may have to do some meditation on that. Might want to, might want to figure that part out. But regardless of that, neither. I, 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 I have a, it's it's not quite the same, but a test. Um, I'll sort of beckon my dog over. And he'll sit down, <laughs> tail wagging. Wait. And you absorb a hellhound. No, no. Oh, no. The magical elements will interact. It, it's fine. I mean, she kind of like looks at the dog and... She's like very before. Like, yeah, like very, very gingerly, just kind of reaches out and scratches uh, Crowley behind the ears, and just kind of with with the tattooed hands, and doesn't doesn't seem to do anything in particular. Does Crowley sense or feel anything from that to my uh, Not anything of note. Anything? No. Not anything more than was already there. Yeah, I should say. Okay, that's fine. I was curious. So, damn! If if you could absorb his stealth abilities, that would have been really convenient. That aside, Nina, I have a bit and? more information about who may have left our little uh. present outside. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, potentially a slasher, which is apparently psychopath, bloodthirsty serial killer, whatever, whatever, what have you, with. Magic powers. It's specifically a... Um, With three successes, what do I know? Uh, you know the term slasher is a catch-all term for psychopath hunters. Okay. Um, and you know that sometimes those hunters get the equivalent of endowments, whether they sort of like the, the larger organizations have. Um uh and they're they tend to be unique slashers usually find their own ways of doing things sometimes they'll cannibalize stuff from an organization but usually they're the psychos that no organization wants because they're too far off the deep end even for hunters fair enough sorry go ahead Aaron. specifically we're, we're thinking someone potentially unaffiliated who might have um <clears throat> obsessive <laughs> desire to belong to a a group leaving presence. Yeah. Makes sense. Went out and put out some feelers. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get something back tomorrow or the next day. Okay. Who do we put out feelers to? Oh, I just went out and talked to some like-minded individuals who do contract work in the city. Specifically just hitmen or hunter hitmen? Nah, my folks. Not that. Okay. No, I don't suspect the Malleus would have much information on that, considering that my brother and I are the two primary operatives in this. Yeah. It, we should, yeah. I mean, we should check with hunters, because if these are, these are slashers, they started, they probably started off somewhere, or 
one of the one of one of the factions may have information. So it's still it worth. Might going. not be the. Yeah. Might not be the first time reached out. It, yeah, I, I'm not gonna pry into anyone's how they or they contact their, but I know that there aren't any other Lucifuge in the city. I can probably ask if any delusional wannabe Lucifuge might be around if others could do an equivalent. That would probably be a good place to start. All right, we can we can send out a call to uh, Brother Seamus in the morning. I also, if I can get some sleep before the next disastrous thing, I can possibly help more. Fair. No, and it's still, I still want to go talk to Ashwood Abbey, the Ashwood Abbey people, because, well, if anything's close, if anything's uh, close to an organized slasher convention, <laughs> it would be them. Um, and so they may, they may have information. Gee, uh, Jeremy, I don't remember. Did you share? some or any of what we got from the changelings about this with Drew or anyone else or I no? don't remember to uh-huh. be honest um uh, Astrid also got the information yeah the I don't remember what we sh- what, exactly what we learned other than that it was thrill killy kind of <laughs> there was definitely I remember vague inclinations of things that definitely led me to believe it was Ashwood, but apparently yeah. are. Um, I will, yeah, I will. The, the um, shakes definitely, definitely gave some details that made me made me suspect that this is a little crazy, little little bit over-the-bend style hunters. Um, yeah. Well, we have people to ask in the morning. Yes, we do. We absolutely do. Everybody who's getting out, get out. Everybody who's staying in, stay in. <laughs> but the door's I'll closing in about in. two minutes. I'm probably just on a in the floor on a corner in a corner on the floor I don't know Astrid's gonna jump on the couch before Raymond can get back on there you guys were in that bedroom for how long oh, do you think it. he's already he's he's stacked out and snoring I again. go back to my window <laughs> it's a wide enough couch I'm sure there's room or you could just kick him off he wouldn't really I'll also that. put Crowley in front of the door so there will be a fluffy doormat for the intruders to trip over. Um, when Crowley heads down to the front door, uh, he notices that the uh, the Luger that you guys found is sitting on a table in the main room of the warehouse area. He will pick that up in his teeth very carefully and bring it back to uh, probably Amond and just put it down next to Amond on the bed, on the couch. That's a good dog. <laughs> and then go curl up in front of the... The apartment has a separate door, right? Yeah. Yeah, curl up in front of the apartment door. 
Uh, so you guys, uh, Paul, what are you up to over the course of the evening, if anything? Um, I think Paul will make another call back to the labyrinth, honestly, because I'm, I'm embarrassed. I didn't do it when I was there before. Uh, because I just forgot I meant to. Um, and we'll ask if um, they've had any reports of hunters going rogue or, you know, slaying without any any concern to protecting mortal people. Um, they haven't heard anything yet, um, but at the moment their their eyes and ears have been sort of tied up recently because um, mage activity has been on the rise and where mage activity is on the rise, usually there's artifacts um and <laughs> they've uh they've been a little tied up in that regard okay um and then we'll just call say i, I assume at this point of the evening say good morning to his his wife and kids and then go to sleep yep okay um william i'm gonna do my infernal visions thing see what jonah knows or if jonah might have seen yeah, let while I pull that up to make sure I remind myself exactly how it works, go ahead and make the roll for me. I think that the Hunter the Vigil thing will... Oh, do I, do I need to make... Wait, no, that that's... Yeah, you need to make a determination, and also it's not in my sheet properly. Um, do, 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 do. There I'll copy-paste it into chat. Infernal Visions. I need to fix the formatting on that, sorry. Wits, composure, and whatever modifiers you feel are appropriate. Right. I need to make this roll. Okay. Yeah. So wits and composure. Nice, nice die pool. Okay. Sounds like my like work. Like luck is my luck. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So uh, as you as you dream over the course of the evening, um, you you uh, you your eyes you sort of have this out of body experience as you sort of as your dream as you feel yourself walk down a tunnel, down the length of time that exists between you and Jonah. And as you walk that path, you find yourself standing um, uh, in a street, uh, an abandoned alleyway, um, as you as as you watch over Jonah's shoulder, um, as he 
looks at the dismembered piles of bodies that had been left here strewn about as if to leave a message perhaps uh, and as he he looks around and just kind of raises a hand as a ball of flame emerges on his palm and he throws it at some of the bodies as they begin to ignite <sighs> best to dispose of these he says as he sort of begins to get rid of the remaining bodies and then as you watch over his shoulder you hear the sound of uh of heels clicking stone uh behind you and you see him turn and you get a, a glimpse a glimpse of his eyes as before your perspective shifts to back over his shoulder and you see a woman um with long shoulder length sort of chin length blonde hair uh with a ponytail that sort of rests behind wearing a a sheer cut a very close form fitting and revealing uh red dress almost something you would expect to see at like a, a ball uh walking with a an almost girlish sachet as she kind of bounces between her steps and in her right hand she has what looks to be a classic shaving razor like almost like the Sweeney Todd silver razor in her oh, in her in her right hand uh, as she as she looks with this almost amused expression on her face. What? Don't you like my work of art? I think it's beautiful, she says as she looks at Jonah and he turns and this is a threat to the vigil and I cannot allow it to continue. I need to sneeze. Thank you. Bless you. Uh, I like how you creatively thanked us for losing you. In <laughs> Instinctively. The, cra- uh, the, 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 the razor woman says Gesundheit. <laughs> oh, but see, if you get rid of the bodies like that, no one gets to see my art. And I think that's just a shame. So, I think I need to stop you from doing that again. And she kind of brings the razor up and still standing several dozen feet away, brings it down and there's the the rippling of air as, as, as the, the, the displaced air from the almost supersonic swing of her arm, uh, seems to lash out like a slash toward uh, toward Jonah, who ducks to the side as it digs a furrow in the ground past where he was standing and and splatters blood off to the side wherever it wherever it interacts with any of the trails of blood. And he kind of looks back as it crosses the street and leaves a deep gash in the street and doesn't stop until it hits the wall opposite in the other alleyway. You see supporting characters? This is why you don't explain beforehand. You beat <laughs> them unconscious, and then you explain to no one in particular, because the camera is still going to hear it. <laughs> Not the camera. I'm linked to... Yeah. 
Um, uh, and he he looks back around and brings his hand up, and you see that ball of flame form in his form in his palm again. But that's where your vision stops, and your dreams are otherwise you are otherwise completely dreamless sleep. Yep. All right. Presumably, I wake up in the morning. Yeah. Funnily enough, no, you don't. Do I have any werewolf <laughs> dreams? Uh, your dreams are actually, um, you find yourself in a, uh, an expanse of black, almost like a starscape with no ground, as you seem to be standing in, in the empty space. You can see stars all around, above, below, around to the left, to the right, everywhere. You see sort of like the endless expanse of the sky. I expected heaven to be a little less shite than this. <laughs> as you as you look around, you hear the crackling of flame. Oh, that explains it. <laughs> <laughs> and you should have taken a right at Albuquerque. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> there's, there's, right. there's an there's an orange glow that begins to rise up. And out of the corner of your eye you turn and you find yourself face to face with a humanoid shape composed entirely of flame. And like it looks at you. And it tilts its head. You, bringer of war, do you seek to wield my spirit in glorious combat? Hey, that's about the size of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. A yes and a please. You are not of Gaia's children, but you know the essence of war. My cost will be steeper than it would for her children, but you can pay it. It will be more difficult to call my essence forth than it would be for them. Any frame and to go cash or credit? I'll pay what the price is. The price will be pain and effort. The wounds you inflict with me will dig deeper than any weapon. But the cost, like a double-edged sword, it shall cut both ways. And it shall drain you of the will to fight. Keep your reserves full. Understood. And what do I call yet? I don't have a name. I am merely a spirit of war. Tim. They call me... Tim. I will find one for you, as time goes on. I will see where you lead. Perhaps you will die and I will pass on to another warrior or back to the sons of Gaia. Or perhaps I will lead you to glory as you lead me to battle. Only time will tell. Can't wait for Eamon to die and a werewolf to pick it up. 
Just Kaidoru have to try to collect on that. (laughs) (laughs) My strength is yours whenever you wish to pay the price. And that's the end of your dreams for the night. Mechanically speaking, you can spend a willpower and take a point of lethal damage or point of aggravated damage. Uh But when you do, it will double the damage you deal on any individual attack. You can choose after you make the attack roll. Okay. Um, And the damage will be aggravated rather than lethal. Cool. And when Drew and Eamon wake up, it's 60 years later. Later. (laughs) (laughs) Where have you been this whole time? I was asleep on the motherfucking couch. Nina has like a jackhammer for an arm now. <laughs> and a machine gun for a leg. <laughs> yes, absolutely machine gun for leg because machine gun is best leg. Paul is just the eye at this right. point. He's <laughs> <laughs> an eye in a glass. <laughs> and yet we're, we're still arguing about that time. <laughs> goddamn he just binks angrily against the side of the jar. He's <laughs> communicating Morse code against the exactly. jar. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> taps out. We have a contract to aim. <laughs> <laughs> so you all wake up in the morning. Yep. Theoretically. I hope so. Yep. Mm. All right. I'm not awake enough. I go to get booze. All right. So, uh, this I, fine, I, lovely day. I'm raising this again. What, what are we doing with the vampire in the bathroom? Nina. Right. Oh, shit, there's a vampire in the bathroom. <laughs> yes, we're waiting for you to wake up and then forgot to ask what you woke up with. I know night. you said you're a vampire, but we, we should probably not just leave that forever. No. Let's not leave a vampire in my bathroom forever. I have to use the bathroom in a few minutes. And that's just creepy. I open the bathroom and lean in. Ah, he's ripe. Yeah. It's yeah, so difficult it's to take creepy. a piss when there's a vampire. I wasn't going to say anything because all of the vampire hunters. But yes, it's, it's really creepy. Ah, he's ripe. His eyes stay open, so he just stares at you. I know, it's yep. kind of fun. <laughs> Mount him up on the wall. Not when you're peeing. Oh, absolutely. You mount him up on the wall. You mount him up on the wall. You draw a silly thing on his face. And it's entertainment. Maybe use him as a dartboard. Can I just no. light him on fire? What? Do, a- Do not light okay. a vampire on fire in my bathroom. Do we have? If it's fine. If we need to call fire, it, you would drag love him it. down. In- no, no. There, drag him down into. If we need to get rid of him, drag him down into the the the, the, the warehouse. The warehouse yeah, portion. What is now the corpse disposal shed? The studio. <laughs> drag him down into the studio. I like having a lot of light when I'm recording. And 
just like a previous conversation we had with somebody, it's really hard to get out of sealed recording studios. Yeah. All right. So if we were going to do that, why has he, why have we just not done that for several days? Because I, I, I forgot he existed. <laughs> because half of us forgot he was here. I think we were going to question him about like the Colonel, but we've already. Pick up a vampire. I will help drag the vampire out into the sun. <laughs> and put him in a recording studio. He's still staked. So, you know, I'm presumably he will fire. I mean, Jack, you're more familiar with vampire than I am, but I don't think they can they can deal with the stake even if they are exposed to sunlight. Nope. nope. I think they just die. They just yeah. die. Yeah, no, the stake doesn't keep them alive in the sunlight. They I'll, just... I'll stay there just in case because I can cast Firebolt, but... <laughs> Um, the one risk with the one unwrap. risk with fire is there is a chance that the stake burns away before. Uh, no, I am going to wait and let the sunlight do it. And if for some reason this that's, is a vampire yeah. that becomes more powerful in the sun, that's not a thing. No, it's I not. don't. Drew does not know that though. Have you ever yeah, seen there's a those, those Kryptonian vampires are a real bitch? Yeah, <laughs> so while I'm holy while, shit, while I'm unwrapping the vampire, I will give you a warning, Drew. If you've never seen a vampire turned ash, it is kind of unsettling your first time. You don't have to watch. I, I am a creature of hell. I mean, so am I technically, <laughs> but it's still unsettling to watch the first time. And intercom no, buzzes from uh, an intercom uh, buzzes from from upstairs. So am I. No, well, yes, you have made your allegiances very clear. Metaphorically. Doesn't change anything. Yes, I will unwrap him and watch and make sure that he burns. Yeah, it's, it's kind of the equivalent of, you know, you can you can throw somebody into a vat of molten steel or you can paralyze them and then throw them into a yeah. vat of molten steel. Like there's a reason why the camera, <laughs> why everybody says when the camera catches you, they're going to stake you and leave you out for the sun. Yep. Yeah. And yeah. somebody comes by later. And it's like, why are there these sticks on the ground? <laughs> we can take the stake back once the vampire's dead. William, I assume oh, hey, that's, just, that's, that's, that's my stake. I, Not I, a Kryptonian vampire. No, I so said you, you. The as the as you open the curtains for the sun, uh, the body immediately just there is this rapid. I do. I do stare him in the eyes as he burns. You know. You know the um the. I think the best way I can describe it is he Thanos's. His body just kind of rapidly flakes away into ash that just begins to disperse across the ground. Too soon, William. Too soon. Uh, Mr. Stark, I don't think this vampire feels so good. Hmm. My God. <laughs> He's from New York, Jack. <laughs> I'm Irish. Fuck you. Why has DC never done Kryptonian vampires, by the way? <laughs> I feel like if they did vampires, it would be more of a... Jeez, oh, what are Starfire's people called? Uh, Tamaranian. Tamaranian. It would be more of a Tamaranian or one of the many sun-powered races that aren't, aren't Kryptonians. The thing is, they have a very specific 
That's true. Bulb of what Kryptonians are allowed to be and do. <laughs> There's only so many of them left. There's only so many of them left. And if there was a single vampire in Candor, Candor is done for. <laughs> I mean, it's made of like people alert. with no survival instinct. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Candor's already done for. Yes, I I know. It, it <laughs> dies every three months or so. It's like, it's kind of something you can set your watch by, like Jean Grey's death. Gene <laughs> <laughs> died, must be Tuesday. <laughs> yes, I, I'm well aware that Candor isn't around currently. Anyway. Um, anyway. Not a spoiler if it's always happening. So Anyway. We make sure he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> His body turns into a pile of ash quite rapidly. And then I and then I get a little like a little I, I reach around I reach around to the back of my belt and pull out a little hand broom and dustpan and just <laughs> <laughs> take it outside, dump it in the grass. <laughs> That's You're bad fertilizer. You're supposed to save that for the rutabagas. <laughs> It'll be fine. Vampire ash is bad fertilizer, unlike most other forms of ash. It'll be fine. <laughs> I know, that's why we save it for the rutabagas, because we need to kill those motherfuckers. <laughs> 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 so, Paul, what are you up to when you get up? Uh, Paul's going to go have a... Um... Nice continental breakfast downstairs at the hotel. Um, and then uh, I think go back up to his room, lie down on the bed, um, put the one-handed uh, jack o- or one-handed thing over his eye and um, tune into the one that he left in the chair by the window back in Nina's apartment. <laughs> start eavesdropping. Nice. I believe it's currently. If this is if this is sufficiently long enough after we've killed the vampire, it's currently under my ass. Yeah. I, I, again, I want to clarify. Things. <laughs> it's a sort of general area awareness. Yeah. I'm not I just like. I just like it. the idea that you're stuck in the cushion, <laughs> looking at my ass the entire time. <laughs> so you, you, you place the you, you place you place the one-eyed king over your eye. Um, and the first perspective that you get, because I like the idea that it starts from the perspective of the coin and then pans out. (laughs) It's just full-on Sean ass. Extreme wide close-up on jeans. Yeah, it's just no close-up of... Slacks, thank you very much. I'm a preacher. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just a close-up of black slacks. Um, And then... So much Eddie Bauer. (laughs) Um, and then, the, and then the view begins to pan outward, as it sort of does that that sort of like, my God, it's full of darkness. <laughs> as it as it just does the the sort of the the zooming out spinning shot to get like a full environmental view. Yeah. Um. And the. Uh, you get the the sunset. You get the view of of what is going on in the apartment, which is what is happening in the apartment right now. After you guys finish, I'm uh, so we've got ourselves an old Nazi vampire that's done a runner and gone gone to ground. Yeah. We've got ourselves a fucked up, crazy, psychopathic monster hunter who thinks he can just he, she, they, whoever can just murder their shite all over the town and 
apparently use it as Tinder for Nina. And uh, yeah, what are we going to do about those? And an extra order order of pepperonis. Thank you. Click. Sorry, what were you talking about? (laughs) Sir, this is a Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) I just ordered a pizza. I'm probably eating the leftover Chick Fil A. <laughs> yes. Um. So. Um. Well, I'm gonna. Uh, I definitely plan to. I believe we got contacts for people. William, correct me if I'm wrong. Contacts for for where to where to uh, approach Ashwood Abbey people. Uh, you, you definitely got a location yeah. um, of where they typically. I plan to go out and talk to talk to uh, the crazy thrill kill fuck the bad things trophy hunters. Um, they kill and then fuck the bad things. I if uh, sometimes they fucking kill, sometimes they kill and fuck, sometimes they just eat. They're like it's like it's like if if you took the British royal family, gene uh, uh, spliced them with the with Wes Craven's uh, uh, Hills Have Eyes people. So it's like the British royal family in Fallen. Yes, London. exactly. Okay. Damn it! Don't ruin my joke. You're not there. <laughs> you hear a muffled voice under. Sheriff's <laughs> talking to me. But yes, that is the, that is the punchline. Um, in the uh, spirit of communication and like and whatnot, pulls out the fang dagger and just kind of slams it on the table. This is my magic knife. Okay. There are not many like it, and this one is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a there's a, there's a wee feller in there who doesn't have a name, and he's made of fire, and he wants me to murder him. <laughs> I'm immediately looking over at Drew for Drew's reaction. <laughs> um, can I make an occult roll on that information specifically? Sure. <laughs> He can help me murder things really fucking good, apparently, but it's going to hurt me in order to do that. So I've got a, you know, a bit of a bit of a, a, a risk benefit cost assessment thing there as time goes on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and after I die, Paul's allowed to take this to the Aegis library and they can stick it in their filing cabinet. Mm-hmm. Stick it in their filing cabinet sounds like something I told that auditor one time. I mean, it might just be the vague way that he's describing it, but that sounds pretty demonic to you. As long as you're in control and are not giving devils. No, he's not really more of a devil. He said he was a war spirit or something like that. Hmm? Yeah, they, they have different names. <laughs> this one specifically does not have a name. Hmm? Well, they have different designations. It's It's all... That's how From my perspective, lie. it's all hell, beasts, and... The adversary has many things that he calls himself, brother. You know this. Aye, but he always calls himself something because he's a shysty, snobby fucker who wants, you know, bits of recognition and lots of ceremony and shite. This guy was more of a just, a, you know, stabby, stabby. Sure, but his <laughs> underlings... 
I'm just saying. I'll be cautious. Yeah. As long as you're like, did did you think I was gonna have it? Hey Crowley, roll over. <laughs> Crowley rolls over. I just used a demon to do a thing. I don't have any problem with that. And it was a trivial thing. We're just saying, be careful. Yeah. Right. Etc. Says the girl in a heaven doesn't want me in hell is afraid I will take over tank top. (laughs) I do love that uh, that Eamon is more cautious with changelings than he is with the war spirit. With with the thing that looks like a demon. Yeah. (laughs) That's just looking like a wee fella that was on fire. That's all. Probably found a gun or Oh, let me have a look at that. Yeah. What? This one? Here. They said it was worth a lot of money, but nothing particularly special. Mm. It's a Luger. Is it it's just a really old Luger? It's a it's a World War II Luger in perfect condition. It's worth a ton of money. Oh yeah. But it's nothing but it's nothing magic. Surprised if it has some emotional value to the colonel. Oh yeah, to we could also sell for, this. To be clear, just for just for again my clarification, because this is a few weeks ago in my memory and yeah, blah, blah, blah. the knife and the gun were both picked up during the raid on the the the, the fang dagger and the gun. Were no, both the, it was it was a different knife. Yeah, the fang the there the, there the fang dagger was picked up during the the, the okay. fight in the sewers. Just want to make sure. Yeah, there was a different knife. Um, that was picked up during the during the encounter in. I in really the, don't think we should sell it right now. He might be looking for that. Yeah, Nina. Uh, it's, um, I didn't get a chance to look at it actually. Is I assume there... Paul still has it because, actually, Eamon, do you know if they said anything about the other one? Uh, the other knife they called it a blood letter, something blood blood piercer, blood blood something. It's it, it that that was a magic knife, and I think uh, Paul filed it with him on repository or something. You do know that it was basically, well, hold on to this. If you want it back, just ask us. Right. Mm. Oh, but he's, hey, he's, he's yeah. got, he's got called to, to pull it back if he needs it. So, you okay. know, if we need it, he can get it. According to whatever option. Oh, that reminds me. And uh, he pulls out his phone. Uh, just in case you'll need uh, this, uh, well, you can write it down or whatever. I've got an audio recording of it. And he plays back Paul's verbal directions to the driver from the lift the night before for everybody. Nice. So uh, that's that's how you, and I mean, that that would get you to the building, at least it seems. Um, but uh, look, I know. You sure it works? Did you, did you take that route twice? No. It might not work a second time. I didn't know. But anyway, look, I know you all got your issues with Paul, and he does seem to march to the beat of his own drum a bit in a way that uh, most of us would prefer he actually talk a bit more about. But you know, I don't have any questions personally about his, his intentions uh, in terms of the larger picture. No, no. Me- not his intentions I'm concerned about. It's his organization's... I don't have directive. any concerns about. I mean, I have concerns about about the 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 amount of of uh, regard he has for other people's opinions on 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 a group thing. But Paul's fine. 
No problem with Paul, like I said last night. I don't really like... And I'm certainly not... I certainly have no desire to start a war with... Or break into someone's... I mean, I mostly I mostly took down the directions is in case if Paul gets in trouble or something, at least we know where to find his people and can hopefully get in touch with him. Right, exactly. No, it's good to know. I just don't like that he thinks we don't notice when he does things that we tell him not to or ask that people not do. He pretends he wasn't listening so that he can get his way. He tries to manipulate people by guilting them, walking out when someone calls him on his bullshit. Those things are... <sighs> I mean, I I'm not going to... enough authority from the people I actually... I did get. throw a shotgun at his head. That's not a... That was he attempted assault. no way of knowing that it wasn't loaded. That was attempted assault. He walked Cody out before says. he came clear to anybody. I don't care about that. I threw a shotgun at Attempted assault is yeah. kind of our but, job description. I'm not concerned about attempted assault. I also didn't think I was going to hit because, frankly, I've never thrown a shotgun with much accuracy in the past. Have you ever Have you thrown, thrown a shotgun a in the past? Apparently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen um, and Sean ask at the same time. <laughs> yes, I have. Um, but... A, he didn't know that, and B, he didn't know that it wasn't loaded. I don't necessarily blame him for walking out. I blame him for the thing that made me throw the shotgun at his head. I mean, that's not an isolated incident, though. No, it's not. Like, it's... If it was a one-time thing, I'd be like, yeah, someone threw a shotgun at you. You walked out the door. Cool. cool. Let things cool off. Yeah. Um, it is what but it is. That's a pattern of behavior. Yeah. I'm not. <sighs> you might I mean, have noticed I don't let things that are not okay just continue being that way. Colleen stands up from where she'd been sitting in, in a meditation, in a meditative position for the past several minutes. We figured out, mm. spit it out yet. I uh, don't think that's quite possible. <laughs> I. From what I can gather with just the introspection and the analysis that I could do, I think I've sort of broken it down on a fundamental level and absorbed its magical energy. Sweet. All right. Now, can I you explain that again question. in smaller terms? So this is my magic knife. There are not many like it, and this one is mine. I, I've got a handle on it. I won't do it involuntarily um, now, I think. You're the best. Tom, basically... You know how when you eat food, you get nutrients from it? Yeah. Like that, but with magic. Except for you also gain the powers of whatever you were eating. So I have a fun question. <laughs> Theoretically, I'm just using this example for the record because it is the most obviously inherently magical um, uh, infused example. But if you were to run across a vampire and you are really magically hungry, could you just make it go poof? I don't want to test that. No, but if you have to at some point, like if it's a life or death, a vampire is like, you know, trying to drown you in a puddle or something. Maybe, but there's a very large difference between an inanimate object with magical power and something with an essence and a soul and a sentience. 
I mean, uh, does a vampire have a soul? If we know, really. We've had this conversation a lot at back at the monastery. The answer is yes. It's just not the same kind of soul that normal people do. Sorry, okay, so, uh, 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 Astrid. No offense. Yeah, Astrid's glaring at you right now. I'm sorry. It's a. It is a valid question to ask because. So I'm- we're not going to try that. But if we absolutely need to try something stupid on the Colonel for some reason, it See, is on the. Why we were saving not- the vampire in the bathroom so that we could have had some materials for these sort of experiments. No, because this is the kind of experiment that might end the world with like some sort yeah. of reality warping soul rending spill hell out into the living room nonsense who knows what what if the answer to the the what activates the god machine is turning a turning a a a vampire into nom 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 energy i mean that would be pretty fucking metal if it was but it would be. i'm not going no. on Actually, William, can I take a look at the runing sort of tattoo, see if I recognize it at all? As yeah. Because I have Tongue of Babel, so if it has any sort of language to it, I can read. Uh, go ahead and roll me Intelligence and Occult. Um, and as, she, as you're saying that, she was actually, she was actually bringing up... Yeah, it's, it's not quite a language, but yeah, as you were, as you were saying that, uh, she kind of brings her arm up. From what I can tell, these markings are sort of an indication of my growing abilities and power. I think if I basically, as I absorb more magic things, um, my own abilities probably grow, as far as I can tell. My dice are my dice, so one success. Uh, what she's saying seems like the most accurate. They seem more like they seem more like guidelines for arcane energy than actual language or script. <laughs> Because I think I've forgotten to mention this consistently every episode, if anyone's native tongue is not English, you hear me speak in that. Cool. I mean, I wasn't born pre-1970-ish, so it's yeah, probably English okay. for me. So probably not <laughs> most of the group. I just have never remembered to mention that weird element of my ability. Always confused why Drew speaks in Latin. <laughs> it's a dead language um, not to me <laughs> you're a dead language so alright that's good to know and if we find this crimson veil thing maybe you can just and then the vampires think, can have it I think maybe <clears throat> no 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 we that, do not. I have a feeling that maybe that's want. why they want we don't want the god machine activator to observe the god machine yeah. No, the Crimson Veil is a vampire-specific artifact that is anti-sunlight. But I think that Paul that falls is off the bed. They back want Colleen to absorb or interface with and potentially amplify this Crimson Veil thing that gives them sunlight immunity. Right. While we're having Wait, this conversation, am I, okay. Really quick, am I confused about the fact that there's one thing that everybody else, everybody is calling their own thing? So. It, it's hard. It's hard. So, as a storyteller, everyone is looking for their own thing. Um, you had run the theory that all of them are looking for the same thing and calling right. it a different name, and that same thing would be Colleen, right? Um, different like things it can do listed. Yeah, but they've they've all got different ideas of what that artifact can achieve. 
Right. So theoretically, if that artifact does exist on its own, potentially they, some of them could be trying to use Colleen to enhance or use that artifact, if that's, I believe, is the thought process that Drew is following. Because keep in mind, and I'm just going to go back in character now, keep in mind, they, they had Colleen for a long time, and their objective was to have Colleen help them find the mm -hmm. Crimson Veil. Right. Which as far as our research has indicated to them at least is a distinct artifact with a traceable heritage that is anti-vampire and was most recently seen in a it was in Dracula's castle the impaler's right, tomb right exactly like that. but uh, i'm still not entirely sold on the idea that it's not necessarily everybody is still looking for what this same other half of this equation Right, that that may very well be the possible. Because uh, uh, our 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 lovely lovely uh, uh, teen magic energy observer here, magical girl is able to alter what a magical girl. No, that's a trope and a bad one. No, um, it's it's a type of cre. It's not an actual creature. It's a theoretical type of creature, but like. Anyway, the 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 can manipulate and 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 change the basics of reality. We learned that one with the whole nightmare thing. Mm -hmm. So if she can be directed to do that in particular ways, there might be something out there that is a catch-all sort of thing. Which brings up all sorts of other problems of even us being involved. Oh, new, we all news have on, ways we want the world to be. Yeah. Uh, news on news on that front, by the way. Um, she says, holding up her hand. I didn't take a drink last night, and everything was fine. the The knife might have helped with that. Wait, GM. To what extent am I aware that like a lot of magical creatures feed on something? Emotion slash blood slash whatever werewolves eat. Roman intelligence and a cult. That's all. That's all very nice. But I do have a call to make. I'm going to call Father Seamus. Go. Brother For successes, finally. Yeah. Nice. Do something. Yeah. Um. Uh, a lot of a lot of supernatural creatures do have a specific. Um, alternate substance that they subsist on. Um, not all in the same way. For it's not always a sub. It's not always sustenance for them. But a lot of them have a unique energy that they call their own, which they use to fuel their abilities and oftentimes themselves. Such as the case with vampires and blood. Um, you don't know the specifics about every detail, but you do know that there is an energy source associated with most supernatural abilities. So following the logic of vampires, because that's the one we've discussed the most, um, vampires drink blood, not just because they're evil and it's fun, but because not all of them are evil and like for sustenance and survival and to use their abilities, um, whatever those might be. And, and the same follows for a lot of forms of demons. Um, 
is it theoretically possible that Pauline eats magic and having magic increases stability? Like a very starving vampire or my specialty area is changeling. So a changeling that hasn't done the thing they do in a long time can be sort of out of it or um, essentially hungry, unstable. Right. He's a thomivore. Nice. I didn't get that one. Thomivore. Thom thom magic. Oh, yeah. Okay. Not referencing one of the things that's on the televisions. Got it. Yeah, makes sense. Possibly. Well, that's something we could actually use. the realm of possibility. Ah, ring, 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 ring. Yeah. So while that's happening, um, eventually your your phone call picks up after a few after a few rings. Um, hello there, brother Seamus. Hello, brother Seamus. This is Father Mulcahy calling to you. Um, we're in need of some information. Uh, hoping to find out if any of the Brotherhood have been operating in the city without due clearance or reporting in at any point in time recently. Uh, as far as the Brotherhood of the of the Malleus, you you are the only folk with the Lancelongenus around here. Uh, as far as the other groups, I don't think there's too much activity going around, especially not uh, that we've noticed being unreported. Although, to be fair, if it's unreported, we might not have noticed it. Just fair. Just wondering if anybody had anybody other than us have been operating and maybe asking for. Uh, asking for assistance or anything without necessarily having been deployed here on their own. Not that I found thus far, although I could check with the Vatican and see if there's been any major reports, but uh, I don't think there's been anything major going down right now. If you could check and also see if uh, anyone's gone uh, anyone's gone rogue from the organization recently that might be in the area. I'll run a scan for you. Thank you. Just give me a call back when you get something. Cars, cars. Uh, someone who's Catholic, tell me what a traditional Catholic send-off is. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. You still owe me that twenty dollars. Catholicism um, is not Therun. They do not have their own no, specialized. But when you're a Goodbye. when you're a when you're a priest of a religious goodbye, organization, other or other appropriate saying goodbye. The one I'm most familiar with. Peace um, be upon you. Is that a thing? Peace be with you. That's more of a that's more of a Protestant thing. That is more yeah, of a Protestant thing. Catholic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I was thinking, but I knew that wasn't Catholic. No, I didn't I'm know. If, I'm guessing. I don't know. I didn't know if Catholics had anything in specific ways to say goodbye that nope. would be deemed appropriate, other than saying goodbye. Nah, that's pretty much what they do. Get you later, motherfucker. <laughs> Probably not that. Talk to you later. Demons bro. out. Click. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see you later. Hangs up. Well, uh, nothing, nothing right now off the top of his head uh, regarding any any rogue aspects of our particular organization. Though you will check in and see uh, if anyone has had an issue. That's good to know. I am. I'm fairly sure it's probably not union. We're pretty good about policing and 
we're very community oriented. Current example notwithstanding. Um, Probably good to check that. I'll check it out. I, I, yeah. It, maybe I'm check trying it to. Yeah. It was your place. So if someone's been stalking union members, they're more likely to be targeting. I don't like union that. Members. I don't like that line of thinking, but you're not wrong. I just. All right. No, no, it's fine. It's just like I told Amen last night. I'm trying not to bring the whole organization into it because, well, as much as any organization, my organization meddles and gets involved when they feel like they need to get involved. And I don't think we know this well enough. And I don't think we want all the different factions fighting over, over. If it thing. helps. So. I am. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the same page on that. I just, I just, I want to check with Ashwood before I start checking with the union. Hey, it, uh, it seems like we should go off and talk to these monster fuck, Mary kill. I have a way of getting in contact with my faction, right? Yeah, you can you can you can make contact either with the thirteen nearby, um, because you're typically given a method of contact um, uh, to reach out to them, or you can reach out directly to um, the home base in Italy somewhere, whose location I can't think of right now. It's in the description of. We're not actually in Rome because they're in Rome, but it's it's clearly quite awkward. And yes, the, the, like you are in Italy specifically because the Vatican is also in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> you... <laughs> when in Rome, fuck with the Romans, right? That's what. No. Well, I mean, yeah. That is the thing you do, yes. But... <laughs> no, we have we have a base and I think a city. Um, is it in Sicily? Yeah. Um, no, I'll probably just once I get a moment alone, reach out to the nearest member of the thirteenth the one who's in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so you, you... It's a... It's a fairly simple trick um, that every Lucifuge is taught that can basically trigger a phone call that is not natural and doesn't actually go along cell lines. Um, that causes the nearest phone to the other Lucifuge to ring, whether that, which is usually the cell phone in their pocket, but if it's not on them, whatever, like, the nearest phone nearby is. Right. I like the idea of being a Lucifuge who solely communicates via broken public phones, like, broken, like, public pay phones. Devil May Cry, yeah. I really like the idea that it's uh, the Soul Eater thing, where you breathe on a mirror and then write the digits in. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Devil May Cry, William, where it's like, there's no yeah. way this phone should work. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say Matrix. Uh, Milan is where the, the base is at, by the way. Milan. Right. right. Um, but yeah, so you... Uh, Milan. Yeah, um... He rings a couple of times, and you hear you hear the heavy click of like a wall receiver being lifted up uh, as as someone pulls a phone over to their head. Hello. Hello. It's it's 
Drew, I'm... 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 One of the 13. I'm Jonas's, uh, replacement. Right. This is... You have, you have Laurentius. I recent... I think I've run into a rogue or wannabe hunter. I was just wanted to determine if there was any near any fake wannabe or anyone in who'd gotten to your knowledge if there was anyone running around trying to pretend to be one of us mm. I found someone making a road trip towards Atlanta some time back who uh, decided that they wanted to go on a killing spree of local creatures in the area, along with a few of the mortals who were in their path. I put an end to them, but I don't think that's the person you're looking for, but I've certainly seen the activity. No, but it is worth knowing that there might be more than one with the same inclinations that matches the behavior patterns. Mortal or something else? (laughs) They were mortal, but there was something unnatural about them. They were too sturdy for a standard mortal. They took bullets too well. Any specific method of killing? Uh, more bullets, unfortunately, was just my answer. No, no, I mean, if they had a MO for their killings. Ah, no. Um, that one in particular seemed to fancy environmental offense, by which I mean they liked to use anything and everything they could find on hand to make life painful for their victims. Broken walls, um, bits of detritus, street lamps, in one case. Okay. Well, thanks. Stay safe. You as well. That's always a weird one to test. Is he hu- are they human or not? I don't know. Maybe not, maybe he 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 resists bullets really well. Bam bam bam. Nope, normal human. <laughs> no, it's it's a bullet resistant, not bullet immune human. Right. Resistances can be overcome. It just takes twice the amount. But of- like first bullet in the chest. Oops, it's a normal human. Well, she drowned in the river. Her soul will be at peace because she's not a, a witch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean. At that point, the murder is the reason we killed him. Um, yeah. I'm just going to go into the now vampire-free bathroom and stare at the mirror for a minute. Well, if we're about to, if we're about to go talk to some Ashwood Abbey folks, I call Paul. Um, where, where am I at this point, Will? Probably about five minutes out. Okay. Um... Paul will pick up, uh, good morning. Ah, good morning, Paul. Did you sleep well? I did, actually. Um, 
funny thing, when I was back uh, in my own hotel room, nobody threw a single thing at me. Ah, sounds sounds boring and unexciting. Then we're about to go talk to the folks at Ashwood Abbey. If you're wanting to head this way over, oh, I'm actually just about five minutes out. Uh, brought some breakfast. Um, if you all don't mind holding tight. Good, I'm fucking starving. Good. See you soon, then. Hey, and you can ride in the van with me. We won't throw anything at you there. <laughs> it's all right. I say um, that me- with a shading do- grin right at Nina. <laughs> um, do me a favor. Um, let. Need to know I'm on the way um, and have some peace offerings. Will do. Click. You realize that we can order food. Like, I oh, believe you literally there's ordered already pizza. a pizza on the way. <laughs> I just don't say that to Paul. Fair enough. Uh, Paul's on the way. He's bringing peace offerings. Okay. And food, All right. which means we're going to have a lot of food in a minute. I was thinking. Um, I know that this is, it's not just because I'm uncomfortable with you being a Satanist, I promise. But given that this location seems to be- Do you see my expression, my eyes slightly narrow? Cause they did. A bit on the compromised end of things. Um, okay. It might be worth, uh, seeing if we could invest in a secondary base that is not a church no it's not it would not be bad to have a backup place i still definitely want to stay here personally yeah but it would be nice to have a backup place that we can run to in case of emergency already set up already secure and not a church yeah no absolutely I'm down with that. Now, if you excuse me, I'm going to go outside, have a cigarette, and wait for wait for our thief to show up. Uh, About five minutes later, while you're outside finishing a cigarette. Keep in mind, he may have retrieved a powerful artifact that he might use to stab you. Probably you hear, not. If you hear me shout, I've been stabbed, shoot mm-hmm. him in the head. How does everyone feel about a bunker underneath the church? No. no. <laughs> that was part of the previous attempts at negotiation. We can keep offering our hospitality, brother, but they're never going to. Oh, I, I know. At, like this point, it's, at this point, it's just fun for yeah. me. At this point, I just enjoy getting the rise out of him. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah five minutes later, as you're finishing I'm a downstairs. cigarette, Paul's lift pulls up. Sup? Uh, hey, give me a hand with these bags, would you? Um, he gets out and he's holding um, a couple of bags with donuts and various pastries. She'll grab them, uh, move over and put them down in sort of sort of the staircase. Before uh, we go up there, let's let's talk this out. He holds up his hand and says, look, before you say anything, this is our first job working together. Mm-hmm. And I understand I haven't done much to foster trust. Magical artifacts, as you may have surmised, are sort of my bag. I know I it's your group. It's your group. Specific group's directive, thing. exactly. A specific directive. Look, I understand. I left the luga last night. I've retrieved the knife. He mm-hmm. reaches down and pulls up his his uh, the cuff of his uh, of his pant leg, and said, "You don't strike me as the sort of person who's most familiar with knives." Eamon has his brand new toy. I thought I might hold on to this one, but it's here. It's still among us. We took it back to the labyrinth to make sure it couldn't be used to track us backwards by the colonel. 
Looks that, like and that's fine. Cool. I get that. So um, here's the thing. I'm not interested in either of the weapons. This is not a you're getting a thing that I'm not getting thing. I, 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 I have no desire. I can actually wield a knife fairly well, but, but, but uh, I'm not interested. He, concern. He, he holds up a hand again. He says, you told me we should talk about it first, and I didn't listen to you. That was my bad. That, that was the whole of the concern. I understand it. So if you don't throw any more things at me, I think you can understand why I remove myself. I'm not exactly a heated confrontation sort of guy. Mm-hmm. I may have picked up on that. I figured I'd go apart. Let us think about it. I figured I'd think about what I may have done to elicit shotgun chucking. Right. Um, it was up. unloaded, by the way. I, didn't, I was not trying to murder you. Um, Paul says... Candidly, one way or the other, that wasn't really the focus. It was the fact that your response to hearing that we'd visited the labyrinth brought was I threw a shotgun at your head. Yes. Right. I'll be more open and forthcoming. I appreciate it. And if I we will... make an agreement to to have a conversation, we certainly will. For your part, if uh, if you make a suggestion, please don't take that as an agreement without assent on the other person's part. That's fair. I miss an I, I I assumed to be to to be fair on my part. When I say we need to have a conversation, and then there's no no, we're not having a conversation. It's easy to assume assent. Understood. But won't happen again. Valid point. All right, we're cool. All right. Wasn't sure what people, what sort of donuts people like, so I got a little bit of everything. Okay, um, right there's also pizza, pizza coming. <laughs> oh well, that sounds horrifyingly American. I look forward to watching. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I am totally having, I'm totally having donut pizza. Um, and they'll, they'll, if it, unless Nina wants to have any other private no. words, uh, they can head inside. Yeah. Yeah. And a few um, minutes later, pizza arrives. Okay. Well, while we're waiting, Paul will come in um, and say uh, to sort of address the group in general. Um, I'd like to not repeat what happened last night. Needy and I have had some words. I think she and I are on the same page. Um, and he looks over at Nina. Yep. We are. Everything's good. Um. Uh, and, and he says, and look, I'm not going to cast any aspersions on the individual affiliations that you all have. We're all here. We're working together, but we're also working with independent outfits with independent interests. But uh, I can certainly understand that um, my actions may uh, may have made it appear that, that I have ulterior motives, ulterior goals. I'm here. I'm just as interested in stopping things as you all are. Um, and, uh, I really, I, I, again, I've brought back the artifacts, uh, that were a question. I feel like they can be of use. Um, Eamon, um, I hope you'll inform everyone that, um, we certainly didn't, uh, throw a bag over your head and steal your, your fang dagger. You're currently working with it, um, and holding on to it. No, but there was the bag over the head bit, which honestly felt like, you know, it was, I mean, 
It was part of the whole aesthetic now, wasn't it? Right, but uh, we didn't steal anything while the bag. Oh was no, of course not. No. Um, uh, but <laughs> I mean, you go to a secret place that's called uh, what did you, what do you, what do you lads call your 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 little hidey hole bits anyway? And uh, but anyway, you, and you go and they don't try to put a bag over your head. I feel like it's barely worth the price of admission at that point. It takes away from the whole mystique at that point. What it's worth. If I didn't trust you, I'd have shot you already. Oh, understood. Um, and, and and which, and, by the way, is not a one-time thing. Just for everyone in the room. <laughs> if I don't trust you, you're getting shot. Um, That's fair. And 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 Paul says also, um, and of course, as you all know. Um, the Aegis's primary interest uh, is in the acquisition of, of dangerous magical artifacts. Um, but um, we will certainly have conversations going forward about the disposal of any further artifacts. Um, and I want to make it very clear in case there's any confusion, I am certainly well aware of the difference between a magical artifact and a magical person. Two very different things. No confusion on my end. Fair game. I should probably point out that disposal has a couple of different meanings too. Now she says, indicating her arm. <laughs> uh, yeah, finally, said, we probably need to feed Colleen magical items now. Hey, I don't think it's a good thing you're here, Paul. I don't think <laughs> need is. <laughs> I'm kidding. Paul, I mean, when you Paul tries full. to look surprised at this information. When you weren't full. You warped reality and made demon birds appear and also have had some pretty significant nightmares. So when possible, you having eaten magic might be preferable. Hey, it's man. up to you. Hey, man. Can, you, can you bless a dagger real quick? I don't think that's how that works. I just want to check. <laughs> Already thought of it. When I've got the time and we've got the energy, we'll we'll take a look. But yeah, uh, update though. Um, according to my folks, this might be a pattern of behavior, which could support the Ashwood Abbey indications. Um, apparently, one of my colleagues nearby ran into someone headed to Atlanta who was also murdering every supernatural and also of some mortals they came across. Different MO, but still intentionally torturous. I wonder if this Terminus Tendency thing is drawing slashers together as well. Wouldn't be surprised. So... Sorry, Paul, Paul says, No, just quickly, Paul says... Um, I I also asked uh, folks back at the um, at the Aegis. I called in after I left last night, um, and uh, they said candidly that um, uh, the 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 sword and the scroll have been too busy um, out dealing with the uh, recent upswing in in mage activity in the area to have noticed much in the way of uh, up, is it slasher? Is that the term we're using? Slasher seems to be the term we're using at the moment. Delightful, mm-hmm. um, yeah, slasher like films, activity. You know. So, nothing that uh, that that my folks have noticed. So, here's my question: What do we have beyond the Abbey? 
Well, random, random fuckers out in the, the reason that I ask is. I feel like it would be better for a smaller group to approach them. Smaller group. Yeah. They're a little bit unstable. By which I mean they're fucking nuts. And well, a show of force would be good if they're going to attack regardless. A smaller group. They're the kind of group that will respond to aggressiveness with aggressiveness. Um, <laughs> Paul, Paul is just giving me a huge side eye right now. We're past that, Fuckstain. <laughs> Storyteller. <laughs> he breaks into a big grin. Storyteller. And winks. Yes. Have those of us in the Malleus Maleficarum had any dealings with Ashwinami in the city? Probably not, but you can go ahead and give me a wits and streetwise. And by dealings, I mean, have we had to shoot at them before or not? I, wits and streetwise. Really quick, does our, do our professional training, would our professional training dots apply? No. On the name and have their hitman contacts and possibly... Uh, we were talking about taking out a newspaper communication with this person. I can help with that. Um, uh, that wouldn't. That would be more useful once we have any any idea at all. Yeah, anything to go on. Um, um, as far as Ashwood Abbey goes for Eamon, um the Abbey tends to be more present on the social scene when it comes to monsters. Um, so uh, creatures that frequent parties, they're very big with the, they're, they're very big with the vampires because vampires are very social creatures. Um, they tend to be the kind of people that will, that will make their way into the soiree that has a vampire somewhere near the top and be the life of the party and also the death of the party's host. Uh-huh. We need to follow up on the Colonel and there's also that, um, that club which we never really wrapped that up either. You're not wrong. Um, but, yeah. Which I believe was the club that you guys were told the Ashwood Abbey tend to frequent. I don't recall. That's very yeah, possible. Right. I, I didn't realize that. Um, so, but my suggestion would be those who sort of more fit the Ashwood motif <laughs> <clears throat> Namely, probably Astrid, me, and Paul go meet with them. Because it'd be nice if this this didn't turn into a gunfight. And if we could actually get information, because I don't think it's them, but they may know what's going on. And then you guys go check out the colonel or whatever the other thing is. Yeah, that's a good idea. Take Crowley with you for emergency purposes. Oh no, please don't tell me to take your demon dog with me. <laughs> Aren't you worried he'll be uh, the subject of their next hunt? William, to to my like hunters versus like 
How realistic is that? I mean, if they had a way to detect that your dog was a demon, maybe, but you don't know that the Ashwood Abbey are known to be supernatural detectors. I mean, it's not exactly easy to detect him in the first place, and he doesn't need to go in with you. It's just if he's in, he can actually stay hidden pretty well. Um, you won't see him unless it's obvious or necessary. Cool. But he can tell me, hey, a gunfight just started inside the meeting. And then I can bring the stabbing and the guns over. Right. Makes sense. But yeah, don't necessarily bring him in, but they're not, unless they've got a like magical perimeter detector that works on very mild supernatural. Yeah, no, it should be. Cool. Just leave him around. He'll be a stray dog in the neighborhood. Sounds like a plan. I don't know what we have. I don't know what we have necessarily to look at for the colonel at the moment, at least. Do we have any additional information? Unless Astrid's brother heard anything about reconnecting. I asked. She said that he's almost tracked him down several times before, but he's been gone once he made it into the place, just like us. Uh, okay. Wait. Hey. Uh, Unless the computers have turned up anything, where uh, you, your your cracking software is going to take about another like ten yeah, to twelve hours. I, I figured that wasn't. What what about what if? You said every time he's already been out of there, and we have reason to think now that he he wasn't the one who delivered the bodies, potentially. No. What if, uh, do vampire psychics exist? The vampires that can predict murderous things coming at them like the knife can, but on a residential scale? Do, do we know anything about that, William? Intelligence and occult. Do our status in the Malathkarum? I know I'm asking because I'm not a vampire expert, but you can add how many dots of status do you have? Two Two. for me. You can both add one. Intelligence, occult. Can I roll this too? Oh, thank fuck! Four successes. Final tens. (laughs) I got one success. I got far. Uh, yes, you can also roll. Two. I will also Two. roll as well. One. Um, so for those of you that got one and two successes, danger sense is a thing, um, but it's not usually like, it's usually sort of like your typical spidey sense of like, you can just sort of, as the thing is coming at you, you can get a better reaction to it. It's very, you, you don't think you've ever heard of anything that's sort of like precognition on the scale of I can sense an attack coming. Um, but those of you at um, at fourth, at four successes know that while not necessarily like precognition of, of potential attacks, um, there is the possibility that he just has very well-informed and fast 
scouts and messengers who can give him a large lead that are difficult to detect. Uh, and depending on what kind of abilities he has, he could have anything from invisible ghosts watching around for him to just small animals under his control. Right. He talks to mosquitoes, probably. Mm, that is more realistic. But also actually probably harder to counter than flat-out psychics. We just need to put a lot of bug repellent all over our clothes. No, because then the squirrels will tell on you. That's why you get some zoppers. They're called slashers. Zopper. No, no, the fucking... You hang them on the side of the house and squirrels crawl in them and get electrocuted. Not intentional, but they do. I mean, for some people, it's intentional. Not me. Meanwhile, he's eating the most American thing that he can manufacture, which in his case is a piece of pepperoni pizza with two jelly donuts on it and then another piece of pepperoni pizza, and he's eating it like a sandwich. <laughs> he's got Nina's gone the other way, which is Boston cream pizza. <laughs> Boston cream. <laughs> Sean just Remember has a slice of pizza in one hand. Fork, and he's cutting up the pizza with a knife and fork to eat it, and then we'll eat the donut with a knife and fork. <laughs> and she <laughs> says, I'm the evil one. <laughs> Paul is eating a croissant and watching the rest of this in fascinated horror. <laughs> Astrid has a donut wrapped up in pizza, dipping it in tequila. Yes. <laughs> I just have a pizza in one hand and a donut in the other because I'm not psychotic, apparently. Astrid's the real monster. Astrid. I love the characterization board of how everyone's eating pizza and donuts. Yeah, these are the best moments. Um, Well, I actually was raised with some level of decorum education. Oh, so was I. I just... I see you retained it. No, no. I actively chose to say several graphic things to what those the, those etiquette things can do because etiquette is just another form of repression. I feel like we're tapping. I feel like who think they're better than you. I feel like we're tapping into some very, very good and healthy repressed feelings right now. But can we potentially get the fuck on with it? Yeah, so aside from finding somewhere to have a sting operation where the poor blind boy and his preacher friend do something, I don't have any ideas. All the information I'm getting, I'm waiting. I have to wait on. We can go wait at the church, but I feel like Drew doesn't want that. Yeah, we're not waiting at the church. All right, so you guys got your thing. We'll go. We'll go abifying. We could try and get back in contact with the werewolves. Unfortunately, my brother has one of their toys right now, so we're not necessarily yeah. the, group, the best group oh, to do that. We need to reshuffle the groups if that was happening. Never mind. Is the toy at home. Uh, you've obviously never seen my brother with his toys. 
I, we, yeah, we could also wait. Fire demon inside of it. I'd recommend not just leaving it at home. The fire demon might get mad and like consume you. <laughs> we Sorry. Could also wait to. Basically. We could also wait to touch base with him until uh, we find out exactly what uh, Ashwood Abbey's been up to. Fair. Well, then, sounds like we've got our own separate ways to go now. Mario Party. Mario Party it is. So, the three of you head to the bar. Yep. You head to Senti's. I, I want to change into my nicest clothes quickly. Mm-hmm. Crowley is just going to hang out somewhere outside of the bar, does not currently have his vest on. Yep. Using that sort of unseen trait familiars have. Yep. Along so, the way there, I am explaining at length about about why etiquette is all over, uh, simply about repression. <laughs> because no no cuz it cuz it teaches young young women that they have to be proper and precise and and demure and everything and men can manspread. No, I mean I'm not disagreeing with you. I just I think it's fantastic yes. that that's that she's on that uh, yes. as a subject and basically just I would imagine is holding forth on this the entirety of the drive. the entire way there. <laughs> Um, so, uh, you, you enter, you enter the, you enter Sentis. Uh, the music is currently on sort of a electronic remix of a typical, of like what would normally sound like a ballroom dance. So EDM. Kind of. Yeah. Yep. This um, is why for the record, I go at night. Not in the morning. <laughs> Sucks. I see, um, you seem to be implying that EDM doesn't suck. No, opposite. <laughs> like, yes, definitely the opposite. Um, but the uh, as you as you walk in, um, and you sort of take a look around. Um, and there's roll me um da, 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 da. uh wits and composure all the three of you the three of you that are there okay because let me tell you how like it's not hard to just pick out the Ashwood Abbey you just have to spot them Sarah. Astrid sees nothing. Yep. Astrid has been blinded by Baba Yaga. Two. So, well, Astrid is currently just kind of watching the area and kind of looking around. Nina and Paul, as you look around, your eyes are immediately drawn to one of the booth seats where there is a woman in what can only be described as Victorian Gothic, long flowing dress that is simultaneously flowing and elegant and form-fitting and revealing. Um, like where, where it reaches down around the legs, it sort of flows and shifts and has a lot of different patterns cut into it where the, where the areas become transparent and just become mesh in certain areas of the lower skirt. 
uh, sort of got this sort of uh, almost like um, like a leaf pattern in the in the lower ends of the skirt. But as it rises up, it becomes more solid and clings much more tightly to her figure, uh, with the very large open keyhole in the center, uh, with no with no arms, just straps that go up over the around the neck and down the back again, drinking from the most ornate and overly decorated goblet of red wine uh, with her hair pulled up in this very, very uh, flowing and elegant curly bun. Uh, the hair is black with sort of red streaks put through it. Um, having a conversation with a gentleman who looks like he's in um, like a butcher's outfit. Like he's got the, the big white shirt with the oversized cuffs that are rolled up and the, the apron sort of tossed uh, loosely uh, on the back of the, ch- of the chair that he's sitting on with the, the rolled up slacks. And he's got this almost predatory, just faint smirk on his, on his face as he's got just this plate of hot dogs in front of him. Uh, it's sort of like this, this bright red hot dog meat material as he sort of like picks one up and just kind of has this lazy conversation with this woman as he takes a slow bite of this, of this hot dog and just kind of sets it back down. Um, his hair is sort of ever so faintly tinged blue at the edges, but is mostly also black. I lean in. Don't eat the fucking hot dogs. Well, no, I'm, 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 I'm on board with you there. Um, what, um, can I really see what I know about the relationship between the Aegis and the, um, and the uh, Abbey? And, and the Abbey. Yeah. Romy Wits and Streetwise. Worth checking. Since I know at least two of us ride, a, ride motorcycles and one of us uses a lift, how did we get here with Demon Dog? Probably a animal friendly lift. Yeah. Get accessible lift. Okay. One, I one, wasn't sure if we took the van or what. No, it costs extra. But I feel like Nina would never want to drive the van. No, no. That profanes the church, so it works. Except that it's a va- it's a van with an airbrushed picture of of. I'm the one with the problem with the van. Someone, of the Virgin Mary. Virgin Mary on it. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Virgin um, Mary's hot. I mean, in the airbrush, yes. <laughs> so, uh, with with one success. The Aegis and the Abbey don't talk much. And it's probably because they just don't care about each other. Okay. All right. Good to know. They're, Thank they're you. both interested in magical things. It's just <laughs> a pretty strong delineation of can be eaten, can't be eaten. Yep. And the Aegis keeps to one side and the Abbey goes to the other. Paul, Astrid, I think you two might have to do the talking because if I talk, it's probably going to end. It's probably going to end up with me going somewhere with someone. I'm just saying. Fair enough. Um, and uh, Paul will look over at Astrid and said, "Would you like to make the introductions, or should I?" Uh... Why don't you go ahead and make introductions? You're very good at that. Cheers. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, 
he will uh, he will turn and and with a big smile uh, walk over to the table um, and say, um, "Good afternoon. I hope you don't mind us bothering you, but uh, we couldn't help but notice um, such refined individuals uh, and and thought we might have some interests in common." All right, hang on a second. Which is at the point where, like, just where Paul, where Paul is, just Nina's head sort of appears, like resting on his shoulders. Like, I want to buy you a drink. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I don't think you have to worry about Paul eating the hot dogs. He only eats like actually good English food like rag pudding and uh, Nigel Slater and Spotted Dick. Spotted so. Dick, yep. <laughs> Not the canned stuff, though. I need that real Spotted Dick. Um, you know, I heard that just the other night. And um, uh, 12. Here we are. And the, the woman turns to the group of you and uh, she immediately looks the three of you up and down, takes a sip of her wine. Ah, you must be that new multi-step, new multi-organization cell that I've been hearing plenty about. Well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a lovely time to meet you. I'm, I'm Lady Vesica of the, of the Abbey. And this is my good friend, Latreus of the Faithful of Shilpay. It's good to meet you. And that is where we're going to end for the week. Hey, bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>